Hi, I'm Mike from the Genuine Chit Chat Podcast, where we have honest conversations with interesting people. I speak to a wide variety of guests, including CEOs of businesses, psychologists, authors, musicians, travellers, people suffering with physical and mental illnesses, and everyone in between. Where we speak about a large variety of topics, including music and movies and pop culture, but also some more controversial topics, including drug reform, political correctness, and many more. No subject is off limits. You can find us in all the usual podcast places, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, as well as on YouTube. And you can follow us in all the usual social media places. And to be clear, I don't expect everyone listening to enjoy every episode of my show. What I do think is that due to the wide variety of guests and topics, that there'll be at least one episode that each person listening will enjoy. So if you still appreciate the art of conversation and want to hear honest conversations with interesting people, then be sure to check out Genuine Chit Chat in all the usual places. Hey, hey, side of 2020. Fucking hell, we're in it, we're here. We made it, we survived. Just about, like yeah. how? I, I'm, I'm still wondering how we survived the, um, last year. The last year, the last decade, the last whatever. How old are you? Like, I'm 30, I'm going to be 30 this year. You're going to be 30? What do you mean you're going to be 30 this year? When are you... 2020, June 2020, I'm going to be 30. I was born June 1990. So, really? Yeah. I always thought you were my age. I'm going to be 29 this year. Oh, no, I'm a little bit older. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment. You're a little bit older, but none the wiser. You know what, I've had people say I look 35, so the fact that you thought I was 29. Well, the thing is, like, when we first met, right, you asked me how old you think I thought you was. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people think because you're grey that yeah. you're older. But then I guessed it, I was on the money when I said 28. 28. Yeah. Yeah, you were pretty much on the money, actually, so, yeah, but I certainly in the last year of comedy, I've got, I've got a lot more grey hair. Yeah, oh, I'm really up. Like, my mum put, and my mum um, was messing around with my hair yesterday, the other day, she's oh, like, no, she didn't she's like oh my God, you're going grey. I was like, yeah, but we've known that since I was about 15, mum, come yeah, on. Exactly, it's always, it's always inevitable. And I just think it depends how it speeds up the process. Like, men in my family always need to go bald. So, I'd rather go grey than bald. So, yeah. I'm quite happy with my grey hair, you know, this distinguished silver fox look. But it depends, like, as soon as my brother had kids, it was like he lost his hair almost instantly. That's so Ryan, think, right? No, Dan, that's the oldest The old one, so the one I haven't met yet. Yeah, the one you haven't met yet. The one he's, he's too busy doing, like, childcare and stuff. Oh, so. yeah, I don't know. That important, that so-called important stuff, yeah. Yeah, the really important stuff. You know, I've got mortgage. Like, you know, you know, people can't see. You know, people can't actually see you doing the inverted commas. Oh yeah, exactly. I don't know why I did that. This is not a this is not a video medium, Mark. No, no, you started doing that, so I just thought I'd copy that. Oh yeah, that's right. I did. Mate, I'm sorry. I didn't even realise I was doing it. I just I just started inverted commas. So I think we need to say inverted commas. Commerce. Commerce, important stuff. <laughs> Things that, you know, we could only dream of having, like mortgages. And, like, he's got a mortgage? Yeah, he's got a mortgage. Oh, I mean, he right. bought a house, like, a year before the financial crash, so I think he got a bit... So, in 2008, then? 2007, yeah, I think. 2007, 2008. No, because it crashed in 2009. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so whenever... It was just before the financial crash, basically, so... He was, the t- he was born in 1984, so like, 
his generation is like in between our parents and our generation and I think he's just sort of got benefits, the last bit of benefits of our parents' generation before we've all been screwed. Like the idea yeah. the idea of me buying the house now is like yeah. It's a nice idea. It's a nice idea, but that's what it is. It's an idea. I mean, I know my older brother Ryan, he does, um, he co-owns his house with the council, so he has 20% of it, the council has the rest. And that's not really co-owning, is it? That's like you. That's more like, <laughs> I'm loaning it from you, and then will eventually put more money into it, and it's eventually yours, but it's kind of like... At the, mo- know, at the moment, it's like... It's like putting that's... stocks in, like, something that you... Twenty yeah. percent is not. I mean, I suppose that's. It can still stuff. kick him out. <laughs> it can still it's, easily it's, kick him out. It's more than I'll probably have anyway. Yeah, that's that's true. You know. So, like, this year, it's been quite. I, I don't want to. Uh, I don't. Wanna, it's been full on. But I think thinking about because how long have we known each other now? When did we first meet? Was it in 2018? It might be, because that's when I started really gigging. I uh, know. Yeah. yeah, I started really gigging I in 2018. I, so, we've known each other since like late 2018. Yeah. Because I think that was when I came to your, I was the bringer at your gig. Well, not your gig, but like the big noise gig for yours. I was your bringer for. And then you were a bringer, and then I was a bringer for yours. Was that, that, that like the big noise with the really awful... Yeah, with the guy, with the guy who. Um, I, I do wonder if he's still gigging. Like, shall we give the shall we give people listening a bit of context? Yeah. Like, shall, please, ex- please, no, please, please, explain please. what what the guy was and what was so bad about this dude. So he was about a twenty-something year old, like early twenties. Nothing um, wrong with that, by the way. Wrong with that. No, no, absolutely fine. You know, do comedy whenever. But <laughs> he was, I think, very naive as to you know you're in North London. It's a room full of thirty-something hipsters. And he started making all these anti-gay jibes about his mate coming on to him the whole time. And everyone thought this was going to be a twist and he was going to reveal himself as gay. But then he ended the set talking about how a guy who looks like Al-Qaeda started sucking him off in a cap. That was the end of his gig. Here's the thing, I don't think that the issue was the fact that he was talking about those subjects and in that way. No, no, no. It's just that he wasn't funny. No, he wasn't funny, but the way he was doing it was just all wrong. But even like David Lewis picked it up said room full of you know in North London room full of uh, young people in North London if you choose to do that material yeah. like it's also based on all this like in a working man's club that might have gone better Maybe. I don't know I wouldn't know I don't oh, think you it, just think it, it was poor comedy it was poor comedy yeah. it was poor writing and it was poor time like if he'd have Talked about done those. You can do it. You can do those subjects. Yeah, you can. But you and you can, can even do it. Work. You can even do it in that way. It's all in the writing. Yeah, it's all in the writing and the execution. And I remember thinking, God, I've had bad gigs, but I've never had a gig like that. And I remember putting my own. Because I remember a jumper. I remember we were both almost putting our jumpers over our face. <laughs> we were just like covering it up. Like if I didn't find eye contact hard then, I certainly found it hard at that moment. It was like. And, and it's so hard as well because you're sitting in the front row and you want to be we weren't, we weren't in the front row no, we, 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 we were, were at the side. side we were at the side so he couldn't quite see us so we could get away with it but you want to be supportive of any act even if they're not doing so well but he was just digging a hole further and further it's like get off that subject do like, you know what I felt a little bit bad because that, if you remember correctly there was a moment where everyone was just well they were signing up for most of it but they said something and I just went woof and 
everyone heard that and started laughing yeah, because of exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. The fact that the audience member was funnier than the actual acts is just... I mean, also as well, the fact that the other acts were completely ribbing it for what he did as well. Well, Josh, yeah. yeah Josh, Josh, came, uh, Josh Weller came on afterwards and destroyed it. Yeah, absolutely destroyed it. As he should. Like, as he um, should. I mean, there was one joke uh, he had, which was, I don't know, I'll share it. It was, it was just a sort of cue that he was having. He was like, why are gay people bad at stabbing? Because they're this our limp. I remember that. And it was such an awful joke. That's like, that's something that, that's something that Bernard Manning would say yeah. on his oh, no 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 not yeah. not to say on his off day when he wasn't having a good writing yeah, period exactly. even he would have worked, he'd have worked that out at first and he'd have probably said that at first when he worked into something much better the same kind of context but yeah but it's all in the writing yeah it's all in the writing and it was that for me I mean that was the was that the first time we met yeah yeah it was and we shared that wonderful we, experience we, together I was like <laughs>
Um, and she still dated you after that. Yeah, but after that, I was like, yeah, I want to win her there, and I, you know, if you know, if I uh, sort of had an open mic on a Monday night, and you still want to go and date me after that, they're great. Uh, no, so that's um, that's going really well. Other person stuff. Well, comedy by bow's not going very well, but like. Well, <laughs> oh, comedy by bow's not going very well. Well, it's.
living outside, living away from my parents for as long as I did. Even though I did it in, even though I did it in uni, obviously for four, for like four years or so, and did it before then. I think living away from my parents from September to um, June did me a did me a world of good for did me a world of good for them for the for the time period that I did it. I mean, I'm not gonna be doing it again for a few for like at least another year or so. Because just financially it's just not viable, and plus mm. other things I need to pay for. Yeah, but like those eight months or so were just it was wonderful. Like I moved in those before January. I moved out in September 2018, right? Yeah. And I remember the minute my dad left after dropping me, I just like lay on my bed and I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. And so it was a tiny little room. It was a it was a box room, but it was 450 a month, four bills included. That's not bad. It's not bad, and it was really nice and really and um, yeah, that was probably one of my highlights. Why did you move out there again? Edinburgh money, baby. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, yeah. What's been another highlight of yours? Hmm. Well, starting my night, I've been really proud of how that's Fucking gone. Fucking well done. Yeah. Um, doing that so well because the thing is I've always had the idea because there's again as I said there's nights for like LGBT acts there's nights for like women only nights there's not acts uh, nights for like disabled acts or acts and mental health conditions yeah uh, so I just thought you know what I'll put it out there see what happens and I've had so many supportive people on the scene yeah. that really helped me out you know, a lot of MCs give me some really great advice yeah. about how you get shout them out man who are, who, who are they shout them out on here uh, James Ross was absolutely incredibly supportive, giving me advice, Gary Michaels, Carl Wallace, all of them have been brilliant at giving me advice about how to run nights and stuff like that, so it's been really useful. I also do Gary Michaels MC workshop, that was really good. Yeah, I need to do, I need to do that sort, well, I need to do something like that. Because mm. I think it's, it's because the thing is, the night's going really well. I still want to be performing and doing gigs, but it's always nice to have your own night on the side, and that's why I'm only doing it sort of once a month. But also making connections with pro acts as well, yeah. just seeing pro acts at work is just incredible, and being able to put them on my bills. And like Redbridge Central Library have been very supportive in having that. They, they want me to put that night on all year round, like next 2020, like once a month. They want me to keep putting that night on. Um, Redbridge Drama Centre have approached me as well, but the only thing with that is they want they want to charge me for the room, whereas the library that's free. You get it for free. So what's the room like though? Is it a better room or is it? Uh, it's shit. It's like it's a theatre. It's a theatre. But I I I would I would need to do a pro night to fill that. Like it would have to be a pro night to fill that. Yeah. Because it's sixty seater. Yeah. You'd have uh, to do. I'd have to do a pro night with established acts, and I'd have. I'd to say, me, um, if you want my answer, my very unsolicited advice. No, no, it's good. Um, I'd probably say, wait until, give it another year. Well, this is what I said to um, the woman who runs Redbridge Central Library. This is what I said to Redbridge Bishop. That's what I said to her. I went, no, it's really great, but. What I want to be in the position of doing is having to turn people away. When I start turning people away, when the room is, when, when my night becomes too big for the room, that's when I can yeah. 
move out because I've, I've seen how other nights work and when that night becomes too big for the room you will know yeah um, and you'll be able to move venue or expand or whatever so i think you're right i think i've only done i've only had four yeah no three i've only had three gigs there really amazing like october november december and i've got one january as well okay but that's been a bit of a whirlwind i never expected it to be, get as good a reception as it's got no and I, I filled out you know 30 plus each night and it's been really positive as well um and um, it's great to have so many people part of that like you're performing i think I mean, you claim well, until, for, until forever. Until forever. <laughs> until you claim you have a residency there, but you need to be really nice to me. Yeah, well, I'm. <laughs> no, well, hence why you haven't been on here. Well, so. No, I'm not having you on here just because of that. I'm no, no, I'm joking. I'm, I, like, mate, I, was, uh, I know, I know. But, uh, the reason <laughs> I'm genuinely having you on here is that I like starting the new year, doing the first proper recording of the new year with someone that I can sit, that I'm friendly with, or a friend like you. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, same. That's why you're more than happy to do this podcast. So is that, is that it's been a highlight for you, this podcast? It seems to yeah. go from strength to strength. Like, it's, it's becoming, I, I, I don't know what it's doing, but all, what I can tell you is I've got guests booked up until mid-February until mid February now. Wow. Like, How often do you do it? Once a week? Once a week, so, right? but sometimes I have two recordings in one day. It's, it's great, and it's a really good way for me to, like, meet pro acts and well and um, actually just speak to other open mic acts as well just get advice and stuff get advice and just there is an element of getting my name out there oh yeah no networking is a big part of it it's a big part of why i put my life in because then yeah. i make connections with people who are signed up to like big agencies yeah so it's kind of like yeah it's, it's getting yourself out there as well and that's what i found most difficult about comedy is that it's like i hate doing it but i know it's an important part yeah. of it. it's like the whole networking and stuff is i sort of hate to like it at the same time i like it because i get to make friends uh, but i don't like it so much because it's kind of like it's an almost faintness about it that comes with yeah, it yeah i've always. kind of i've experienced some of that as well yeah, like, and certain acts that you thought were decent end up not being. I'm not gonna name names, obviously. No, no, no. But you know what? What you do is you just let them drift by, man. And whatever happens to them, happens to them. They could be keeping really successful, or they might not. Like, but you're yeah. still doing what you're doing, and you're still do- and we're still doing what we yeah. like doing, which is this. Which is this, yeah. Well, exactly. this and what and your night. As well. and, my, and, and my night, and obviously your podcast you got going. So where, where are you looking to take the podcast? Though? Where we're looking to take it? Yeah, where do you see it? Uh, where do I? That's a really good question. Um, I know that I've got a decent enough relationship with certain agents right now where I can say right I've had and they'll send me a list of people and once I've done with that list of people I'm going to just go right we finished with those here's the podcast here's a link to the podcast do you have anyone else that's interested and then they'll happily put their feelers out for me for the other people on their clients on their client list and they are starting to get a little bit more high profile now because of that and I'm not going to mention any names who I'm potentially going to who I'm going to who I'm going to potentially who who is booked on to be on the podcast because you never know what could happen but there are some pretty established 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 acts who are on the 
the level or two above, just above us. Yeah. Who are but who are at the moment booked in to do the podcast, and that's really exciting for me. No, exactly. I think while while that's been both had on both on podcasts, uh, John, Bro- Pendle, John Pendle. Oh, I'd said Archie Brooks. <laughs> I was like, bless him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, 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 John no, Pendle, yeah. No, in terms of established pro act, I'm so impressed by him. Yeah. just the experience he has, the knowledge he has, he's such a wonderful guy as well. He's, oh, he's lovely. He's a lovely like, guy. I couldn't be a nice guy. But um, he was. Re- I remember him being. We were, we were sat on his bed, and it was me and the. It was the iPhone between us, right? And it was literally just us talk, and literally just us talking. It was just so. Yeah. He was so open. He was so personal. That was such a lovely interview we oh no I remember interviewing as well yeah it's so nice it was so friendly it was... I'm, I'm upset I didn't get to go see a show no so am I I, I, I really wanted we to we were going to go we were we were but... I don't know what happened but life just I forgot to put it in my calendar so I literally forgot until just now till you mentioned John Pendle and then but you know what? He, he doesn't need us at his show for it to be successful. No, exactly. That's true. Um, but yeah, no. So yeah, I think well, that's gone really well and stuff. Um, what yeah. about what hasn't gone? What have been the drawbacks of this year for you? Because like every, do you know what I've read it? Like, what kind of annoyed me? Like I've read all the Facebook posts about how everyone's year has been amazing. Uh, this decade's been amazing. I've, I've achieved so much. Blah blah. It's all right. That's great. What hasn't gone so well? Yeah. So I would say um, I've been in a few competitions this year that I hope to have gone better than they did. Than yeah, same. Like I, I had my e- easily my best set um, at stand up nights, but at the summer competition, and I lost out to one of the finalists who were the finalist, uh, Pat Raman. Yeah. Um, I lost out to her, it was very close, but it was it was arguably my best set. But I took it, it sort of made me think, how much more do I need to do? Like where else can I take this? It's, and I it was sort of a bit of a downer moment for yeah. me, but because when you work so hard at something, but then I've had MCs and other comics go, oh competitions they don't really mean much in the grand scheme of things. Do you things, know what? I'm sort of inclined to agree with them because like Audiences are different when that you make them a, when you make them critics. Yeah. Like I mean, obviously everyone's a critic anyway, mm. but when you give them the balance sheet or the power, that changes everything. Yeah. True. The dynamic changes between you and the audience, and it's more of an uphill struggle for us. Yeah. And I'm not gonna lie. Whenever I'm asked to be an audience member at a competition, my my even though I try not to, my point of view change. My point of view changes. Yeah. It's like, okay. Because the stakes are higher. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. And to be honest, even though there are people that, even though you want to entertain everyone, you're not gonna. No. And that's really sad. That's not exactly sad, but it's a hard pill to swallow. That we're not going to be liked by everybody. No. And we're not going to be everyone's cup of tea. No. Yeah, so I think that's been one of them. It's, it's been this whole, I know personally comedy's going well, but it's been, uh, I'd like to, they say that, I actually think I'm progressing nicely, like, I'm yeah. slowly getting to the sets. Yeah. I'm having my first pay gig in January, which I never thought I would. Ooh, where's that? Uh, that's partly uh, Stand Up Nights Grand. 
Is that when is that? Is that sixteenth of January? Is that the Thursday one? Mm, yes. Okay. Yeah, so that's really exciting doing that. Um, so I think I've progressed nicely in terms of that. It's just like where I take it, where I take my life, where I want to see myself. But it's important not to rush and to sort of stay grounded. No. Um, so I think it, I think what's been difficult for me is learning to stay grounded. Is yeah. actually learning to. Okay, it's okay when things go wrong. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because it does affect your mental health and things like that. It has. It did yeah. affect my mental health. Yeah. Like, and that's one of the drawbacks of comedy. It's like when, when things aren't going so well or when you're not progressing in how you like to be, yeah. you start to feel really shit about things. That's and true. That, and that's the truth of it. And that is the one down, that's the big downside of comedy. Yeah. It's so competitive. It's so, especially the London team as well, yeah. it's so condensed. It's like it's so hard to make any connections, of tan- yeah. connections as tangible progress. It's almost one step forward, two steps back sometimes. So. I always say that the biggest mistake that we probably made was starting comedy in, in London. Yeah. Because if you are living, I don't know, or if you're living in the, if you're living in um, the Midlands or something like that, you could get to as many, you can get to different cities in the time yeah. it probably takes us to to get to I don't know well Ealing where we are now from where it can take an hour and a half yeah exactly whereas if you lived in Nottingham you could get to maybe um, Leeds or Manchester in that time just wait for bloody crossrail to happen yeah because then I could start I mean I will start getting outside that's another thing I can't do get outside London I've been saying that for ages but I just need to put I've applied for night in Megan so which one? Oh, God, no. Is it Purple Turtle? Maybe, yes. If it's Purple Turtle, that's Carl Richards. He's lovely. I've had him on this. No, summer. it's not. So Is it Ninja not... Duck? No, no, no. It's actually a political night at Reading. Oh, you applied. Oh, the one that I tagged, tagged you with? Yes. I actually, for that. actually, no. They're going to let me know, but they've got me a spot there. This is going to be really interesting. Yes. I'm going to see, see if I can write a totally political set. I mean, in this climate, there's loads of jokes you can yeah. Um But yeah, so. And that's another downside the tour is getting in. I don't need to tell you. <laughs> no, no, no. It's like, how long was it going to take while to talk about I politics? Was, I was waiting for that ball to drop, mate. I was just like, it's, it's going to happen. He's going to mention it. Oh, he's mentioned that it. That's train, a nice segue. Yeah, yeah, that train is never late, mate. Honestly. <laughs> No, I just thought, because I did a lot, I did a lot of campaigning during the election, and I did a, I did some late party fundraisers as well, gigs, late party fundraisers, and I just thought all that effort you put in, and for that to happen, yeah, felt really crap after that, and did I, um, on the night of the election, when I got the result out, when that result came out of the exit poll, I went for a cigarette. Did you? I never smoked. You've never smoked? Well, no, I've smoked... I have to be careful here because the case of, I don't know, I smoked various things uh, <laughs> when I was at, when I was a student, but yeah, I, yeah. I'm not a regular smoker, no. I, I don't go out and smoke, but no. Jodie was rolling the fag, and when I saw that exit, I was like, can you roll me one please, because things look really bleak right now, <laughs> smoke, please, 
please, please, I need to forget <laughs> life for a minute. Please like, tell me you said it exactly like that. Please, 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 please. <laughs> I did, I was like, please, please, I need some escapism. I don't care if I get cancelled or fucked anyway. So, uh, but yeah, that was pretty sort of shit. As well, like, my brother Lee does a lot politically. So you made it to the end of part one of my conversation with Mark Berkwood. Um, so click up to part two and listen to us keep on track talking shit.